0: Good day folks, Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee with your daily devotional. I want to read one of the parables of Jesus from Matthew's Gospel today. It ties in so well with uh, something we recently studied in the book of Genesis, uh, and I, I don't know when you're listening to this or, or watching this, but um, in Genesis 44 and 45 we have this culmination of this story of reconciliation between Joseph and his brothers, and it really is a very Uh, powerful and moving story of reconciliation and forgiveness. Uh, Jesus tells this parable, the parable of the unmerciful servant, uh, in Matthew 18. Uh, Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? So Peter, offering that perfect number seven, thinking, surely that's it, you know. Uh, Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Wow, yeah, 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants, Jesus goes on to say. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 talents, and that was a measure or a weight of of precious metals, usually gold or silver, Uh, a man who uh, owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he be and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. In other words, totally, this debt is going to totally crush this guy. But the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. Now, that's just remarkable, isn't it? But when that servant went out, Jesus said, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. Now, that's just the poor man's wage for the day back then. So this is just an insignificant amount, right? So that servant went out, found one of his fellow servants who owed him 100 denarii. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. And his fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay you back. That's exactly the same thing that the first servant had said. Jesus goes on to tell the story, but he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown in prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed and went and told their master everything that had happened. And the master called the servant in, You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. And then Jesus ends with this. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. Who's my brother? Who's my sister? Clearly the idea is I'm not the whole unforgiveness In my heart. Wow, that's really powerful. And you think of that as a thread, really, that runs all the way through both Old Testament and New, isn't it? That we are worshiping a God who is a forgiving God. As a matter of fact, he's eager to forgive. Yeah. And he's generous with his forgiveness. And we pray all the time. Forgive us our debts or forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, don't we? Yeah. The only conditional clause uh, in the Lord's Prayer is that one. And uh, John Stott in his Through the Bible, Through the Year just makes a couple of comments about that and the subject of forgiveness within the context of the Christian faith and what a beautiful jewel it is. Uh, of the Christian faith. He says this, uh, Marganita Lasky, the well-known 20th century English novelist and critic, made no secret of her atheism. But one day, in a surprising moment of candor on television, she blurted out, what I envy most about you Christians is your forgiveness. I have no one to forgive me. Wow. That's amazing. She was right. Forgiveness is at the heart of the gospel, Stott says. Indeed, it is as indispensable to the life and health of the soul as food is to the body. Now, I was just think if you didn't have any food for a long, 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 long time, you'd waste away to nothing and eventually die. And the same thing happens to us when we hold on to unforgiveness, resentment, and bitterness. And here comes Jesus, Right? And offers to forgive us all our sins. And yet we want to hold on to those smaller, much, much, much smaller offenses that others have toward us. This is really life changing, dramatic, powerful to get inside of this and understand the human soul was never meant to carry this burden. This human soul was meant to be forgiven. And so he goes on, Stott does, he says the next petition in the Lord's Prayer, which is this this one, forgive us our debts. Sin is likened to a debt because it deserves to be punished. And because when God forgives us, he remits the penalty, drops the charge against us. And again, remarkable, just like the, the one in the parable who, who forgave 10,000, you know, the debt of 10,000 talents of, of precious metal. What a huge debt that was. Stott goes on to say in the Lord's Prayer, the addition of the words, as we also have forgiven our debtors, is further emphasized in verses 14 and 15, that's in Matthew chapter 6, where the Lord's Prayer is, which follow the prayer and state that our Father will forgive us if we have forgiven others, but will not forgive us if we refuse to forgive others. So again, it's Not only in the Lord's Prayer, but then it's repeated in verses 14 and 15 of chapter 6. Well worth your read, as is the parable from Matthew chapter 18. It's a great subject, great study. One that I think really leads us to the, the, the freedom of the gospel. Right? So this certainly, though, Stott says, this certainly does not mean that our forgiveness of others earns us the right to be forgiven, as if in some way we have a claim on God, and therefore he must forgive us. No, it's not that at all. It is rather that God forgives only the penitent, and that one of the chief evidences of true penitence is a forgiving spirit. (laughs) This is great. Once our eyes have been opened to see the enormity of our offense against God, The injuries that others may have done to us appear by comparison extremely trifling. Now, don't get upset. Uh, When I first read that sentence as I was preparing for this, I thought, well, don't be indifferent to the things I've gone through. The times I've felt slighted, the times I've felt rejected, the times I've felt unloved, the times I've felt whatever. Um, People make me mad in lots of different situations or hurt my feelings in lots of different situations. Maybe that happens for you as well. But he's saying, keep this in perspective and recognize what Jesus has done in forgiving me all of my sins, even the darkest of my sin, even the most repeated sins in my life. He has paid the price once and for all. And that's just mind-blowing when you get it, when you start to get a picture of it. And then he says, Stott does, if, on the other hand, we have an exaggerated view of the offenses of others. And sometimes we do. Sometimes we blow it all out of proportion. And we're writing all kinds of narratives in our head about what that person meant when they said this or when they looked at us that way or whatever. If we have an exaggerated view of the offenses of others, it proves that we have minimized our own offenses. It is the disparity between the size of debts that is the main point of the parable of the unmerciful servant. That's the one in Matthew chapter 18. Again, encourage you to read it. Its conclusion, quote, I canceled all that debt of yours, which was huge. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant whose debt was insignificant, just as I had on you. And that's that amazing conclusion. The end of Matthew 18. Verse 32 and 33. Wow. And then Jesus, again, I'll just read Matthew uh, 18, 35. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. Your brother, your sister, your coworkers, people that you live next door to or down the street from. It's just so many times and places uh, where we need to be the one forgiving someone else Um, and when we stop and just keep that all in perspective recognizing that all sins are an offense against god and many sins are an offense against another person uh, we take all of our sin of course to the lord and in 1 John 1, 9, we're reminded, and this is so powerful, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from, say it with me, all unrighteousness. That's the biggest three-letter word. I mean, it's just amazing, A-L-L. He forgives all, so nothing you've done, now, including harboring bitterness. Nothing is beyond his ability to forgive if you'll just confess your sins to him recognize agree with him about your sin and that's what the call for each and every one of us is to do Um, let me lead us in a prayer to start our day that way lord thank you for your faithfulness to us your kindness your grace your mercies that are new this morning Lord, we confess that we have sinned against you this day in thought, in word, and in deed. Pray that because of the finished work of Christ on the cross, you would forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, Lord, and help us to actually receive that grace from you, even now as we pray. And then, Lord, I pray that you would give us tender and kind hearts that look a lot like yours, so that we might be able to go out into the world and forgive others who may have sinned against us. Um, And, Lord, may your glory flow freely through all of this. Uh, And may the the beauty and the majesty of Jesus be visible in our lives as we become a Christ-imitating group of people. We pray this in his name for his glory. Amen and amen. Have a great one. Daily Devotions with Pastor Jim Thomas is a resource of The Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. If you find this daily devotional beneficial, leave a review and share it with friends and family. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com. Artwork for this podcast by Kim Thomas. Music by Phil Kege.